What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Season 4 premiere episode of iZombie Radio, um, the place for your greatest reviews of the best CW TV show out there, iZombie. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Blaze Hopkins, and per usual, I am here with my good buddies, Sean Carpenter and Chris King. Sean, how are you, my friend? Stressed. <laughs> but that's all that explains it. A lot of weird things happened today. Okay. Oh, life. Other than that, I'm I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, and uh, at least we can hopefully uh, dive into a good type of weird here tonight as we discuss this premiere episode. And uh, Chris, how are you, my friend? Long day, but glad you're here with us. Yeah, yeah, doing, you know, doing well. Had a had a good uh, night class. Work was work was good. Yeah, nothing nothing bad. Um, just kind of you know getting through the week like everybody else. I'm excited because tomorrow I have uh, what's it called? Uh, three billboard, three billboard, uh, three billboards and Coco both coming in 4K from Best Buy being delivered to my house. So I'm excited to watch those at some point later this week because those were two of my favorite movies of last year. But uh, so yeah, but no, everything's. Everything's good, man. It was good to have the show back last night, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited uh, excited to talk about the episode with you guys. Back like old times, you know? Absolutely. And, uh, I mean, with that, tonight we are pretty much going to dive right into our discussion, because news-wise, um, not much going on. If there is, you know, we uh, will start rolling into that as the weeks go on, but I think the main thing tonight is that we just are all pretty psyched to talk about this premiere. Um, so, uh, we're back. I mean, that's the simplest way to put it. Season 4, Episode 1. Uh, are you ready for some zombies? And uh, it was quite the quite the episode. As far as the brain goes, we got Seattle Seahawks superfan. Um, but I think that what this episode did uh best and i think sort of how i want to open up our discussion is as i think what we talked about in general and what we all agreed upon is that uh the biggest thing that happened was we really did get this brand new setting in this episode and uh i don't even know where to start i mean if one of you wants to jump in with something what really stuck out with you i guess is uh is what I'll start things off with. Chris, was there anything that uh, that had you really hyped up or uh, you were surprised by or excited by with this episode? Um, I mean, hyped up, like, I think they, they, did, they did a lot. They threw, and I said this in my review of the episode last night, um, they threw a lot at you, like, within the span of, like, the first, like, 20 minutes of the episode or so, like, we see that Chase Graves is essentially in charge. Um, you know, he's getting intel from Blaine, which is so he's allowing Blaine to kind of keep his more like nefarious businesses open. Um, and then, but then, and then we also get the news about like the terrorist groups, like the Dead Enders, and that there's also these like zombie gangs forming. So it's it's a lot, um, which was 
One of my gripes with the episode is I think it was a little overstuffed. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, like, and it's understandable. Like, this is a new status quo for iZombie. It's it's biting off a lot. Uh, it bit off, I think, a little bit more than it could chew last night. Um, I liked all the new developments, particularly. I'm really curious. I love that the show is, is um, bringing major... Uh, counseling background back into it, back into thing, into the show, and having him work with these like new young recruits, um, I think that's really a promising storyline. And you know, Blaine, uh, Blaine being Blaine, uh, I have some thoughts about his dad, which is kind of whatever. But uh, yeah, no. Overall, when it came to like the new status quo thing, I think I was most excited to see like Idris role with uh, with Fillmore Graves and how that's gonna. Um, continue to develop um but yeah i mean it was solid premiere i i wanted more time with like the lives and the clives and the i mean we got we got some good stuff with ravi which i know we'll get into but like i i felt like Liv and clive were kind of held at a distance in this episode and that that kind of struck me a little odd yeah, I agree. I think for me, the biggest thing that stood out was, uh, or that had me excited, was I really like uh, major storyline to kick things off, because I thought that it was just, it was a great way to round things out for him and really bring him back to square run. Um, it was a very great, just like circular progression for his character. Um, so I'm very excited to see where that goes, and that um, it just feels good, because again, it feels like Major's really. Uh, getting back to his roots but in a much more mature way you know the character has come so far since that first season and you know tracking down the lost kids and everything um that have gone missing and so this is i really like this i think that'll be a lot of fun to explore um but yeah i agree i think that things were a little overstuffed um and it's shame because i you know i I know how much they want to accomplish with this show, but I think that it's just, you know, with you only have so many episodes, and, uh, and yeah, I think that they felt the need probably just to really get things off the ground and at least uh, set the groundwork, but uh, I agree. I think that I felt like it just, while everybody else sort of had this uh, maybe new perspective or new... I guess new start in this new world and everything to me it felt like with uh, Clive and Liv it was like the same old it didn't feel necessarily well, quite as fresh uh, the things we got to see them do and how how they navigate this world. Yeah, and, and going off of that real quick, I just want to add because like so this is why like I brought up about Angus Blaine's dad. So we end the like spoiler alert because we're talking about the whole episode. Obviously, we end the episode with him in the church and like okay, I understand like that's going to be his new storyline. But, like, I don't think we necessarily needed something like that in this episode. I much would have rather gotten a scene of, like, Clive and Bazio dealing with their relationship. Because, like, Clive's obviously, like, he's pissed off about stuff. Like, his anger and aggression and, like, frustration can come out in this episode at certain times. Like, he has the side comment about, like, well, you know, they're going to nuke us any day anyway, probably. He pulls his gun out on, like, the, what's the guy's name? The Russ... Mm-hmm. guy i think from the Fillmore grays um at the scratching post like there's clearly something bubbling underneath the surface for him L- live lives kind of this is just hey fun brain for live 
Uh, but Clive, there's something more there. And I would have loved to see near the end of the episode to get more insight into what that is. Because I don't know about you guys. Like, Sean, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, too. Like, and obviously, yeah, you know, yours as well, Blaze. But, like, it's not really clear if he and Bazio are together or not. Because they're, like, exchanging looks and things. And, like, but they're never actually, they never actually have a conversation on the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. Um to me, and to me, there was that, and to me, the exchange with uh, Bazio and Kavanaugh too was a little like weird. Um, I I don't know. I'm just mm-hmm. curious because again, you know, a character that we haven't mm-hmm. that has been planted into the show and been established, I guess, as slightly more than a just side character. Um, you know, who had obviously taken a bigger role all of a sudden last season. Uh, and popped up more and now he's in this episode and I guess is like a part of Bazio's team and did they I couldn't tell is he a zombie also or is he still human I mean I don't I don't know if there's anything it's I picked up that he was still human there weren't any like clear signs yeah but again it just felt like a weird like flirty vibe between the characters you know and obviously on one hand, I looked at it as just like that police banter and stuff, but it, it you could see, I think the thing, the reason I looked at it like that was because sort of like you said, there's like an uneasiness to Clive in that scene, even though he plays it off, you know. Well, definitely, and it goes back to something that Malcolm Good, uh, Goodwin like teased, and we didn't know if it was like jokingly or not back at uh, Comic-Con, which was that like, that they'd be getting like they'd be, like, in, like, almost an open relationship and kind of, like, having their, like, physical or sexual needs, like, fulfilled a different Mm -hmm. way since... And so... And, like, if that's what's happening, if if Kavanaugh is a zombie and he and Fazio are, like, hooking up on the side, like, I think I could understand why, like, Clive's upset with that. But, again, I I, I just wanted more context for it. Like, I... And, like, to me, I just, I would have rather had stuff like that than, like, meeting, like, Peyton's, like, boring ass boyfriend. Like, I I don't... God, he was boring. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's what, Liv's Liv's line was like, oh, yeah, what should I do about Robbie? Get back together, I don't don't know, get back together with him. I was like, yes. Yeah. Really, so that we don't have to deal with Derek, the lawyer. Who orders flounder. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But Sean, I mean, I want to get you involved here too. What? How about you? What like really stuck out to you? You know, what did you think about? I guess uh, any of the stuff that Chris sort of brought up so far. Um, yeah it it definitely felt a little unnecessary to have like that ending, like the episode end on that note with with uh, Angus basically becoming. A, a prophet mm-hmm. of some sort, a zombie prophet. Um, like getting him out of the well was fine. It ruined my theory of him just being in the well for the entire season because that would have just been hilarious. Like Blaine just pulls him out of the well to talk to him and get advice, and then just puts him back in. Mm-hmm. That would have been brilliant, but a waste of Robert Napper. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think that um, 
I'm so curious to see how that plays out, I guess. Um, I think that I sort of agree with you, Chris, I guess, in that in the fact that you didn't – I think it's a good point that you didn't need this, like, in this episode, basically, because I think enough for me, at least, would have been seeing the um, – you know they they te- they kind of lead you with the build up of uh what's I can't remember the character's name but like you know the the henchman basically not enjoying being talked down to or how he's treated by Blaine. Oh, Dino. I, exactly. I believe you were talking about Dino. Yeah, thank obviously. you. With the fantastic hair. And uh <laughs> but I think like that would have been enough and maybe at the end of the episode t- you know show him like pulling the rope or something and they could have just led us into that story. Um, with a little, like, I think they could have left a, a little more, uh, tease behind it and build up because it would have been like a, an oh crap moment, you know, and, you know, here comes Angus basically instead of, uh, the, like, just, I guess, boulder tumbling downhill that he sort of was in this episode. That's how I'd phrase it of just like, well, uh, well it also was like, and I'm sorry, to I, I didn't get so like, was he? He was a human priest talking to a zombie congregation about like zombies going to hell. So like, were all those people there because they thought they were like sinners for being zombies? Like, the whole scene struck me a little odd. Yeah, um, I took it as like these were zombies who just like didn't know. Um, I don't know. I guess I just took it as like these were people who you know. Un- were unwillingly turned and uh, essentially looked at it as like they would allow their faith to guide them in terms of like what to do or how to act or how to handle everything. And so like this uh, priest yeah. is being also being the opposite side of that, like recognized that, you know, he might, it would help people to be there for them. Yeah. Um, I th- I feel as though this was one of those things that was cut for time out of the script, but like only bits of it was cut out because this has happened in a lot of shows. Um, been watching a lot of commentary on TV shows lately, and this is just very bare bones in what it could have been if had it been in its own episode. Um, because it just feels like it literally was tacked on at the end to go, oh, and here's what Angus is going to do for the season. Yeah, I yeah. In case you were wondering, because I do like the idea of seeing Angus build up and run this like zombie cult, you know, or zombie congregation of, and like just all. I can't wait to see all the wacky, uh, like commandments or like rules you know or uh just (laughs) all the things that he comes up with and to see how he leads them like i do think that's a such a goofy and great idea um but yeah i think that they could have just it right now it's just a little like up in the air or like wild card for what we got in the first episode specifically yeah yeah, exactly. I agree with you, Sean. It was definitely felt like a cut-for-time thing. And I just wish it... Uh, again, I think it just... If there had been more build-up, like, maybe he shows up at that church and kind of 
you know, gets in with the congregation and sort of is like, why are you listening to this guy? You know, like an episode of kind of him planting the seeds of doubt. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't fully buy into it, but, um, you know, again, not the, not the end of the, not the end of the world or anything at all. I mean, there was so much, so much other good stuff to talk about, like, you know, naturalist Robbie. I just, I said, I just said Robbie, Jesus, Robbie. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, just surprise naked Robbie. Yeah. Which was incredible. Um, and uh. just, if there was ever, if there was ever something that we were, if there was ever like a first brain we were going to see Robbie on, um, I think they hit the nail on the head with this one. Physicist, like nudist physicist brain. Yeah, it was. Who just drinks tea all the time? Yeah, yeah it's so good. It was so. It was oh. so good. Oh, I'm yes. so glad they went this route with Ravi. Like it is everything I wanted and more. Yeah, um, I think it's pretty much perfect because I think it. I think it gives a very interesting complication to his character and uh, allow, you know, obviously he can still operate and be classic Ravi, but I really like that he has a, uh, I don't know, he finally has his own storyline, I would say, in terms of just something that is unique to him. Um, and I'm curious to see how it fully plays out, as I'm sure everybody is, how he basically gets... Uh, what a zombie period every month. Yeah, seventy-two hours. <laughs> he does not go full Santa Ravi, thankfully. I I love that Liv called it his time of the month. Yeah, and like there, I just I can't wait to see more of their back and forth with that, and because you in their interaction when Liv was in full sports fan mode and she was kind of just cool with him being naked and everything, that was really funny too. Um, I also. Uh, it's a small scene, but him getting the white streak through his hair and then trying the on hats. all the different hats yeah. had me dying. I <laughs> wish he kept the bucket hat on. Same. That's yep. That would have been that would have been too good. Would have been too good. Oh. Yeah, but so I guess uh, I'm curious to see. I guess what where he goes from here in terms of like trying to take the next steps with the cure because he's in this weird, you know, halfway zone almost. Um, and I guess I'm, I am very curious to see just how he is a scientist and everything, you know, and hitting sort of this wall, um, what his next steps will be to, you know, try and, uh, fix things, I guess. I mean, obviously, I'm going to I'm... classify this not as half zombie, but as a wear zombie. Mm -hmm. Once a month, yeah, he goes through a zombie transformation, and then right back to being human. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good uh, good Where's way to put it. That's ex that's a that's ex some acceptable, an acceptable term there for sure. I uh, yeah, I don't know with 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 regard to like him with the cure or like. I mean, I'm wondering because, like, he's now so close that, like, um, I, like the next stage has to be that he just gets it right, you know? And then that that means the show's over. Yeah. So, uh, 
so yeah, I don't know. I'm really, I'm really curious to see what uh, what they have in store for Ravi this season outside of the cure. Um, obviously, we have this new like zombie stage he'll come into every once every month, which is good because like this was really the only way the show could play it. I think we all agreed about this last week, where it's like there had to be some consequences for what he did, but like if he was a zombie. I think that'd be one too many zombies on by zombie, mm-hmm. uh, and um, and plus I I I would miss the humanity that Robbie brings to the show, uh, but uh, but yeah I really don't know where you take his character like this season outside of these like fun transformations. Mm-hmm. I hope that I hope they have something else kind of cool cooking cooking up for him, so, something different. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's sort of what I was, uh, that's what I'm curious about is where, you know, it's nice for him to have his own thing going on. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm very, I think that's the biggest question mark I have is just where, you know, what comes next for him. And, uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see how they handle it basically. Um, but I also, I guess I want to know what, uh, what were your guys' thoughts on the brains? What'd you think of the super fan brain did you enjoy it it felt like to me every stereotype a seahawks fan fits into and then some like it felt like it took because i know a few seahawks fans they're a little much sometimes that's fine like what you like i'm not a big sports guy so i don't really have a team you can knock me on um but it was fun. It definitely the just all the pokes at any other team was just phenomenally funny. Like, oh, I'll list you forty nine reasons why you're wrong mm-hmm. to the guy from San Francisco. <laughs> oh man. How about you, Chris? What did you think? Chris? Yeah, I so I was disappointed. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I uh, no. I I was like I enjoyed the brain and like thought it was really entertaining. Um, and like kind of you know I I loved all the you know the Seahawks fans sports fan in general stuff. Liv's interactions, I guess Sean was mentioning with the 49ers fan, were, like, pretty pretty perfect. Like, you know, Sherman would let you up, son. And then the fact that she calls full-on zombie mode, beast mode, to, uh, <laughs> to Clive was really good mm-hmm. uh, as well. Uh, and uh, I, I do want to point out one thing, which was, and Blaze, you can appreciate this. I don't know if you remember where it was near the end of the episode... I think it's maybe when they're making the, uh, I think it's maybe when they're making the arrest. Um, and somebody, the one, this guy down the street calls out zombie scum. And she goes, you said it, man, go Hawks, go yeah. Hawks. And it just, it like, I literally reminded me of, uh, Eagles fans and just being like, you could be like have nothing in common with someone, or be fighting with them, and just yell out "Go birds!" and like everything is fine. Yeah. Oh. Um, 
But that that so that made me laugh. Uh, also, the Eagles won the Super Bowl. In case you guys have forgotten, and and I'm still very happy. Um, but uh, but no, but uh, but real uh, real talk. I was a little underwhelmed with the brain, just from like a standpoint again of I think Liv felt very at a distance in this episode, and I wanted it to have some bigger thematic or character connection, other than being oh hey this is something fun that Liv can do. You know, like, if Liv, for example, I suggested this in my review, like, if Liv was, like, upset about how disconnected she's become from Major or something like that, like, and wanted to, like, kind of, uh, like, kind of wanted a fun distraction, and that's why she, and she, like, kind of really got into this brain, that would have been fun, um, but I don't know. I mean, it was it was entertaining, but it felt kind of like hollow at the same time. If that if that mm-hmm. makes any sense. No, I yeah. Uh, that's what I. That's sort of how I felt about it. I really enjoyed it as a sports fan. I think my favorite part was uh, seeing watching her make like uh, wings, brain wings to the uh, NFL theme. Oh, uh, running the football theme, yeah, and they yep. were so good the wings look so good yeah um i enjoyed that and yeah i thought it was fun but uh again i think it was one of those brains where to me i don't know it's like it's a shame because like rose is such a great actress and she kills every brain you know that they have her do and like really shows off you know her talent and everything but i don't know i think it comes back to i wanted maybe a little more of like live in this episode and getting to see her operate um in the zombie world like for instance i think one of my favorite scenes in the episode was when uh her and clive you know are at the scratching post and they watch uh the fillmore graves guy go on his like blue brain vision and how they're sitting there you know they, they you know sitting there coming across as like uh vet like veterans and like pros in this uh new world and everything and how you know they're like oh like blue brain vision like oh this is a long one you know and just like getting that yeah that was i think to me the most like clive live moment we got in the episode uh just of their partnership and everything so sometimes i mean brains are always enjoyable you know they they never get them wrong with what they're going for but um yeah i think you, you know you you pretty much hit the nail on the head there and how to how to describe the i guess brain and its overall impact and sort of presence in the episode chris i feel as though this episode well it it did put Liv and clive in the back burner but it was to serve the purpose of establishing new seattle because we needed to see what the hell was going on with the rest of the city things are no longer normal there's a freaking anvil guillotine to just crush zombies heads like what yeah um, uh. and that's i think the other the thing i'm most i'm between that and um and i guess the little not like disagreement but i guess uh i guess i'll just call it conflict between uh, Chase Graves and uh, Major at the end, and how you know Major is uh, obviously very disappointed that these poor kids that he has been con- tasked with connecting with and everything are immediately chalked up to are they ready to become soldiers 
So, I uh, between that obviously and the I guess just I'm very curious to see where Chase Graves goes as a leader, um, being so military minded. Definitely, definite, definitely, and it's also interesting too because it's like New Seattle still technically has a mayor in Mayor Baracus, but it literally looks like he's just like, yeah, Chase Graves is in charge. He's he's running stuff, um, you know, and uh, and yeah, I'm I'm really I'm also very curious to like with how they'll. Uh, explore some of these issues that they brought up. Like a lot of the teens the major was talking with, uh, Jordan and Fisher, I believe, are the, the two that are actually joining his team. I think Captain Jordan. Captain Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan, the girl, she actually even brought up like that. And, and we know that people are selling brains on like the black market, brain tubes on the black market, and that like. They're kind of like the the ones that the public are getting are like watered down somewhat. So like, there's some really like, I mean, we knew that the show was gonna get a little more like political and have a little more social commentary uh, this season, and I'm I'm really interested to see kind of how they draw all these parallels uh, with like you know some of the issues we have in our own countries today, um, and kind of see it through these, and how major will kind of get to see it through the eyes of these um, these younger zombies. Because, like, Major's never someone who's, for the most part, Major hasn't had to struggle too much as a zombie. Uh, he, you know, once he joined up with Fillmore Graves, he's kind of, I mean, he's he's seen some crap. He's seen some bad stuff happen, but mm-hmm. he's always he's always been, like, you know, pretty well taken care of and obviously well fed with the fact that they have a brain tube vending machine. Uh, but, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'll be curious, similar to, similar to what you said, Blaze, and and also to see how like he and Chase Graves clash throughout the season as well. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. I'm curious, especially if uh, in any way Major would uh, consider to make it, like a power player, sort of uh, start leading people in his own his own way. I don't know, especially <laughs> just be- especially just because of how you know they running with the theme of kind of like what Angus has gotten into and, you know, that they're going to obviously, so, you know, to just back up what you were just saying about the social commentary and exploring these ideas. Um, you know, they sort of delivered these just different ways and different characters are all going to be, I guess, leading and paving the way into new Seattle. So I'd be very curious to see, um, just if Major really does decide to sort of step up in a way we've never seen him before. I I definitely could see that happening, especially with them bringing up that history of him as a counselor and him feeling this kind of deeper connection with some of these kids. If, you know, if Jordan or Fisher, you know, becomes a little more developed and Major sees one or both of them die out in the field, you know, and, and, and Chase Graves kind of just treat them as these, you know, replaceable, you know, bodies for mm-hmm. hire. I could I could see some some pretty good conflict there. I'm yeah I'm really curious like, and and it seems like he and Liv are gonna be kind of on a on a path on a collision course from what we know. So I'm yeah again a lot of interesting stuff. 
I feel like, yeah, like, I know I might seem like I'm being, like, too hard on this episode as a premiere. It's just, like, to me, I don't know if we needed to establish all of these, like, things about New Seattle in this episode. I think that opening enough with Blaine and, uh, and, uh, and Chase Graves set up it well enough. I also think we could have, like, sacrificed the case of the week. Like, mm-hmm. while, again, interesting because we see that people are, like, marking houses houses and apartments with these Zs, you know, get probably these dead-enders who are, like, the, the, the hate group. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, but I think we could have gotten that information without having spending so much time, again, on a case of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I, and, and I know that's a part of the show's DNA, and I don't want that to change necessarily, but... Um, I don't know. The case of the week for this premiere, again, felt like an excuse so that Liv could eat Seahawk fans' brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It... Like, we definitely needed to see the brain facility, but... Like, that could have been put in another episode. Like, this oh. literally could have worked... Like, bits and pieces of this, if you chop it up correctly, could have fit better into a second episode. Or just have, uh, just have Major Chase Graves walk into the brain facility to check in on things. Yeah. That's it, you know? Like, they're, they're having one of their conversations, and they walk in, oh, I just want to make sure operations are going well here, guys. Like, that's it. You know, I, it's, again, I enjoy, I enjoyed the episode, I just think they're, like, I just don't want to lose the characters in, in, uh, in, like, in order to, like, serve this new setting, mm-hmm. you know? And that's what I feel like happened in this first episode, and I just, I don't want to see a pattern of it, you know? I'm hoping maybe, like, okay, a couple episodes of Growing Pains to set this new status quo, and then by episode three or four, we're off to the, off to the races. Um, I, again, I, I understand, because the show is, like, is being really ambitious here with what it's doing, so I'm definitely willing to to be okay with it. Um, but yeah, I just I don't know. Give me give me my Clive and my Liv, and <laughs> that's that's kind of what I'm saying. Don't push them to the background. They're the stars. They're two of the stars of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else you guys wanted to discuss, or uh, I guess dive into? Let me pop open the notes. Um, apparently the, uh, De Beers family use of short and curlies, Blaine and Angus both using that sporadically through the episode. (laughs) Not not surprising. (laughs) Yeah. Um... So, at this point, we also, with Blaine, he owns the Scratching Post, the restaurant that Peyton ate at. Yeah, table cemetery to table. And then, also, the cemetery. Blaine is making it big. Yeah, he's definitely uh, cashing in. Yeah, because the cemetery... 
in the restaurant are like right next to each other. That's why it's cemetery to table. And so that's like he's offering at least what it seemed like from that scene, he's offering like the freshest brains in Seattle. Um which is why they're so dang expensive. Uh-huh. Um and it's also bling. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh I, I like, though, and Blaze, you mentioned this earlier, that with that scratching post scene, that blue brain is still a thing. Uh, I'm so, uh, so happy. Yeah. That was just fun. Yeah. Him coming out of the vision and just full-on Shakespearean English. Oh, that, yeah, that's right. I forgot he was doing it. Yeah, that was really funny. That was. Just tried to slap Clive with a glove. <laughs> yeah, Clive, Clive was not having any. Uh, but uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I think I've. I don't know about you. I've hit all my kind of major major points. Uh, ha, 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 major points. Uh, and, <laughs> but uh, but yeah. No, I mean, I think again, solid episode. Lots of cool, interesting things. Uh, new things to explore, and you know, I'm 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 curious to see what happens. Also, I really hope Peyton doesn't get pushed to the side like this either, mm-hmm. because that's that's my only other concern. But and hopefully the writers have something better for her than yet another love triangle. I have faith. <laughs> we just need to get rid of Derek. I mean, <laughs> guy's a freaking stick in the mud. <sighs> and my last He's not little, great. Yeah. My last little point is the whole getup that Liv was wearing while watching the Combine. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Like, oh, man. That was... Oh, that took me by surprise, and I am still laughing about it right now. Because every, every now and again, the image will just pop into my head and I go, oh, wow, I can't believe that <laughs> happened. I saw Rose tweet out that she wants to see fans cosplay as it at different cons and <laughs> Oh I it, I will be at WonderCon, so I will be hoping that someone does that. And I will yeah, take pictures. That's a that's a good one. That was that was a that's a good one for sure. And then uh yeah, and then next week next week's uh brain is something they could uh they could uh dress up as as well, because... Liv's got a, a a new hairdo next week, so. Mm-hmm. But, which uh, I I don't know if you guys are just to for people who don't know, it's gonna be she's eating the brain of a despicable dowager. I believe I'm saying that right. Who is like a like a rich, like kind of widow who's got like you know stuff. I almost said something of non. <laughs> I almost said a non-family appropriate word. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Beep. And and we got to figure. And they're trying to figure out which of her disgruntled uh, servants is the one who killed her. So, and Liv's got a crazy kind of updo, and uh, and so it should be, you know, should be fun. Looks like it's gonna be like rich, mean Liv, and. Uh, yeah, I'm curious to see like what happens with uh, with that. There's also a picture of her wearing a beanie, and uh, I don't know. It's like really and 
She's like crying in Naravi's shoulder. What can, what does it mean? I don't know. But it's also it looks sad, but it's also making me laugh because of this beanie and it just it just looks ridiculous compared to the other pictures with her with her hair up. Uh yeah, but before I go down a rabbit hole, you guys, this is the one hour of sleep talking. Um <laughs> but yeah, so we have a, again another fun brain I think to look forward to next week. Yeah. Well, uh, with that, I think it'll just about wrap things up for us here. Um, And uh, before we head out, though, we can dive into some plugs. So, uh, Chris, I know uh, you're back with reviews. Why don't you kick us off? Diving right into my sweet, sweet plugs. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, you guys can find me on Twitter always at seekinger13 that's where you'll find all the stuff I'm doing got reviews for iZombie so my one I posted last night probably like two nights ago by the time you guys are listening to this it's on there got reviews of Arrow which comes back this Thursday uh, Riverdale when that comes back next Wednesday and then Supergirl when that comes back and New Girl when that comes back just follow me on Twitter, and you can see all the stuff. And, uh, yeah, that's it. Thanks, guys. Very cool. And, uh, Sean, what about you? Uh, Twitter, at SnarkySean. Um, pretty much every social media platform is that. Uh, even Vero, the el- elusive, mysterious, new social media site that I still can't figure out what the hell it's about. Um, it's the new thing. Um, I'm still the pop culture editor over at the Marvel Report. Um, haven't really written anything for them since uh, Avengers Academy re-updated itself, and uh, since the second-to-last subscription Collector Core box came out. Um, but go read that article, and I'll that tell you why. Um, and then I've got Delicious Flavor, my Psych Rewatch podcast with two of my buddies and geekishly toku podcast which is actually finally back and we released that episode that i recorded back in october whole thing it's about power rangers and other shows like it so go do that if you want to listen to me talk about more stuff nice and as always you can find me at blaze hopkins on twitter um Flash reviews picking up uh, tonight or tomorrow. And, uh, yeah, Supergirl in Riverdale with Chris when it comes back. Otherwise, check out uh, my other podcast, Comic Convo. Should be having a a big news episode and a Black uh, Panther-focused episode out for that soon. Um, Otherwise, you can follow us here on Twitter at iZombieRadio. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Uh, go check us out on iTunes. Um, you know, rate us, review us. It always helps. Uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, wherever you're, you know, ending up uh, listening to us from. It's always much appreciated. And what's up? Uh, quick, sorry, quickly. Uh, also, I tweeted this out last night. We'll probably do it every week, guys. Uh, well, after the episode airs, 
tweet out something about asking for your thoughts on the episode. Uh, if you tweet us, we'll read it on the air, kind of discuss your opinion as well. We want to make you guys a part of the podcast um, as well, and we appreciate everyone who, you know, listened to our return episode last week and liked and commented on that. So, uh, yeah, next week when we tweet it out, uh, respond to it. Give us some of your thoughts. We'd love to see them. Yeah, definitely. Please do that. We really would love to get uh, any listeners involved and, uh, you know, add any uh, outside or new perspectives we can to things. So, like I said, go check us out. Try Get in contact with us if you want. And uh, we hope you keep on listening. So, until next week... Thanks for being here. We're happy to be back, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.